Hello and welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast, where we like to talk about all things championship football and, of course, our beloved Birmingham City. It's been another busy weekend in the championship. Um, lots to talk about. We're not going to waste too much time on the intro, uh, partly because I haven't prepared one. Uh, <laughs> um, how are you, Joe? Are you How are you feeling? I mean, it was a bit of a tough result to take yesterday for, from a Blues perspective, but uh, how are you? Uh, yeah, I'm not bad. I'm not bad at all. Um... I'm not too worried about the result yesterday, to be honest, looking mm. at the league table. We'll get into all of that in the blue section. Yeah. But uh, excited. Uh, after, a, after a whole week off from from uh, seeing you over Zoom, Alex. It oh, feels... you lucky boy. Not having to look at my no, ugly no, mug. No, I've, I've missed you. I've missed seeing that <laughs> lovely face on my, uh, on my screen midweek. Wow. But we're here now. Let's make the most of it. Why are you being so nice to me? What are you after? <laughs> what are you up to? <laughs> <Christmas> present. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm not after anything, Alex. I just... Uh, I'm a nice person. You know I'm a nice person. Yeah, of course you are. Of course you are. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, No, good stuff. Um, Yeah, plenty to talk about across the league. Um, And of course, we will be focusing on the Blues result and previewing uh, Blues' upcoming game against Cardiff, which is next weekend. That's all coming up after this brief introduction. let's get straight into it then um a lot to talk about as i think we're going to try to cover most of the fixtures uh, that were played yesterday uh, and on friday night of course there was a big one on friday night wasn't there joe do you want to uh, take the lead for this section of course of course i will um so on friday night it was first versus second always gets the uh, always gets the the hairs on your arms a bit raised when there's <laughs> a, a game like this but was it as exciting no it wasn't as exciting i think as people would have anticipated, but it always seems to be that way. Um, certainly with the first half anyway, but Bournemouth used the kickoff glitch from, from FIFA to <laughs> open the scoring. It's not taking you long to mention FIFA on this part. <laughs> hey, uh, that's where I get all of my football knowledge from, son. Um, it was, I mean, but it was a really good goal. Uh, straight from kickoff, four passes, uh, the, th- the fourth one being a long ball over the top. Solanke brought it down really nicely on his chest and then volleyed it or half volleyed it uh, with a lot of power past uh, past Rodak mm. in the Fulham goal. Uh, and the already fairly quiet Fulham fans were silenced further um, all the way through till the 84th minute uh, where Tosin Adrabayo popped up with, a, with his first goal for wow. Fulham uh, <laughs> to, to level the game. And the game was seen out as a one or draw. Mm. Alex, kind of, you know, being the attacking show on display, you know, the likes Harry Wilson, yeah. uh, Mitrovic, uh, Cabano, Anthony, Christie, Solanke, kind of a boring game, right? I think, um, I think for a neutral, perhaps Bournemouth taking the lead was like one of the worst things that could have happened in terms of entertainment value. It meant that they, you know, they get their noses in front. And they think, hang on, we could be on for a, a vital three points here. We'll, we'll sit in just that little bit more um, and invite pressure. And, and they did do that. Fulham had a lot of chances, a lot, there was a lot of shots, but not, not many of significant, um, of significant value. Um, but yeah, the top two, they almost sort of cancelled each other out really in, in a way. And it's clear to see, not just from looking at the table, but from watching that game, that these are two sides that are, way above the others in the league at this at this stage anyway um yes they've both drawn a lot recently um but they they the way they knock the ball around you, you mentioned Solanke's goal there that just, the level that they are at um it, it's just beyond the rest of the league and I think cancelling each other out in the way that they did was kind of to be expected um it's a good point for both teams. You know, it maintains the gap. We'll talk about um, the playoff pitch shortly, but it maintains a gap for them. Um, you know, Bournemouth in second place are on 23 points. They're six points clear of West Brom, uh, who we'll talk about very shortly. Um, it maintains that that sort of safety net they've got. And it's it sort of in the in the bigger picture, of the, the bigger picture of, of the, the season and getting promoted, which is what these clubs will be desperate to achieve. Um it, it works well for both of them. So it, it it's one of those. Um, 
I, I, you know, I, I think I predicted last week that Fulham would win and looking at the stats and looking at the amount of chances they had or, or at least shots, <laughs> we know that they're quite, uh, they take a lot of shots uh, in any game, but, you know, you'd say the stats maybe that they deserve to win it, but I don't know, on the night, Bournemouth were, were pretty good value. They're back to the wall defending at times and they almost got over the line. Um, yeah, I think all in all, a 1-1 draw is fair enough, um, a fair result, a fair reflection of the game. Um, but it's interesting because, as I say, they've got that six-point gap still. But are there one or two little worries now? I, you know, you look at the West Brom game, which we'll talk about next. Um, they travel to Coventry. Um is, is the door slightly ajar? Is it slightly opening just a little bit? Six points. It, it's a lot when you're trying to catch teams of that quality. But are there one or two question marks? I just wonder. I know you're just trying to build suspense, but I'm not entirely convinced that there are any question marks. <laughs> <laughs> not to ruin your, your vibe. Well, I, I started off being but quite pragmatic. Thinking, you know, <laughs> they've still got the gap. They're, you know, the, the, a point each is pretty good in the grand scheme. I think, then I, I think sort of tried to think, well, what, what, what if, what if? You know, uh, there won't be alarm bells ringing. Uh, at a point each, you know, because if Bournemouth had won suddenly four points away from Fulham and the gap to uh, to West Brom or who, uh, I think it, who's it below them now? It's West, it's West, West Brom, Brom, yeah. Um, well, depending on results today, anyway. We'll, yes, indeed. We'll, we'll indeed. come to that. Um, uh, yeah, it would have that would have been slightly smaller as well. I think both teams will look back on this game and think a draw, happy with a draw. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he also I want to talk quickly about Steve Cook um, in the 43rd minute I don't know if you've seen this Alex um, <laughs> made one of the I mean if there was a Puskas award for defending this would have been on the line stuff wasn't it this would honestly it was a goalkeeper without arms it was unbelievable <laughs> blocked the first one with his chest which was already a phenomenal block and then he got up and he flopped like a fish across the face of goal and slam the second one off of his chest as well. I don't know if he's come out of that with a broken rib or something. Would not be surprised. But the 30-year-old, is he related to Lewis Cook or is that just a coincidence? I, I, I've always assumed it's just a coincidence because Cook isn't, you know, it's not exactly a rare surname. I think it's... Yeah, it's a good, I just it might, There might be. I don't think they are. I mean, they're quite different looking. Steve Cook is quite a... Quite an ugly little man, and Lewis Cooks are slightly more handsome. I think. <laughs> I don't know why I've gone down this we're, route. We're seeing, we're seeing what kind of type you're into. Then Alex. I don't know what why I've <laughs> mentioned that, but um, you know, it, well, you know, it is the Rainbow Laces campaign. We're not going to. Uh, I love the Rainbow Laces campaign. I actually, I'm trying to convince my Saturday League club to buy some Rainbow Laces and Rainbow armbands for the players to wear. Hmm. They're not having any of it, but. Not because they don't want to, it's just because they haven't got the money to yeah, I was gonna provide say, that for money, it? nine yeah. different senior teams who each have 13 to 14 players. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. Blimey. Um, I, can, I tried to convince them to just do it for the higher up teams, you know, the the ones and twos, the twos of which I am in. Mm. Um, anyway. Well, the, the only reason that I mentioned, sorry, just to bring us back to... Uh, Bournemouth and Fulham. The only reason that I mentioned that, that you know, has the door opened a little bit is because... It's three successive draws for Fulham and Bournemouth have only won once in their last six now, I think. Um, well, that's the, three successive draws for the both of them, actually. Yeah, so you, you just wonder, with the West Brom result, which we should perhaps just talk about now anyway, because it's yeah, all we'll, the context yeah, we'll of, the, of the top. We'll talk about that now, yeah. Yeah, um, with West Brom getting a very good win at Coventry City and closing up to six points. Um, it's just interesting. It's interesting. The Christmas period is going to be fascinating, but please... If you'd like to talk us through the Coventry game, I'm sure you are enjoying this result. Oh, for I am. some reason you don't like Coventry, and you mentioned it numerous times, and I just don't know why. But there I we go. Don't like Coventry. There I just don't go. like them. See me. Um, if Q, by the way, just quickly, if QPR win today um, against Stoke, which we, which is going to, which should be a good game, mm. um, the gap between Bournemouth and third would be five points because QPR would jump yeah. above West. That's interesting. Yeah. So let's talk about this game, shall we? Uh, oh, I'm excited. So <laughs> it was uh, it was a good day for West Brom, who mm. completely packed out that Coventry away end. I've seen some of the pictures. It was sold out. So uh, first of all, credit where it's due yeah. to the Baggies fans. Um, Carlin Grant, who yeah, we know he's a good player. Blues fans certainly remember he's a good player. With a well-taken goal in the 20th minute, followed by a Carl McFasdian own goal mm. 
just before half time, but he made up for it by scoring Coventry's consolation goal in the 83rd minute. Um, my match reports obviously aren't anywhere near as comprehensive as Alex's. Um, that's because I'm not as good as Alex at doing this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's worrying. Uh, no, you know, it's, it's, you know, the only thing that I would add to, to that is that, um, you know, in the wider context, which I think is probably a more interesting conversation anyway. Um, the reason that I think it's interesting at the top of the, the table is that, you know, it was four games without a win for West Brom. Uh, and then I've gone, they've gone to Coventry and they've got a very, very good win there. That's a good three points. Um, a team that we know are very, very good at home. Um, I think they only recently had their their sort of 100% record at home broken a few weeks back, or a few game weeks ago. So for West Brom to go there and get that win, stop this rot of, uh, stop this winless run, I think is, uh, it's, a, it's a really, really good three points. Um, one to lift confidence and lift spirits. So interesting, 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 interesting. Apparently in five visits now to the stadium, uh, Albion haven't lost, which is interesting. Um, so Albion have a good record against Coventry. So I'm sure Albion fans probably quite like Coventry because they get to beat them all the time and take. They probably love them. them. Yeah, they probably love them <laughs> at the CBS. But um, that's not something that we can agree on. Me and the Baggies fans. There's not many things that we can agree on. To be fair. Um, anyway, so I want to talk obviously about Coventry um, slipping down a little bit. Yeah, I don't think they'll be too worried. So QPR versus Stoke, um, which I think we may as well just preview that now, actually, while we're, yeah. on, while we're on that kind of topic. Mm-hmm. Um, Stoke are unbeaten. Uh, Stoke, sorry, haven't won in the last two games. Well, QPR are unbeaten in their last five. Yeah. Um, so going into the game in terms of form, it certainly uh, favours Queen's Park Rangers, who also happen to be at home today. Mm. So... Should Stoke win, uh, uh, Coventry will drop out of the top six for the first time this season, Mm. which is uh, not, I mean, it won't be alarm bells ringing straight away, but I mean, because first of all, they wouldn't have expected to have been up there, certainly this this far into the season, at the start of the season. Um, But I think that it will be a bit disappointing because they've been doing so well but that's how we know this league goes. You know, they've, they drew their last three, then they lost to West Brom. So neither team really had the form going into, into that game. Mm. Um, Coventry, you know, with the form of Millwall now beating blues, which we'll talk about in the blue section, uh, Middlesbrough with a win in their last two. And mm. of course we know that Stoke City are a good team and it, you know, it's just, it just gets you thinking, doesn't it? It just gets you thinking Coventry might start to slip down the table, as I said they would eventually. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that they will at this point, but I'm hoping- You are right, though. It's 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 worrying. You know, it's, four, it's three draws and then this loss. So, you know, the last win would have been, well, was a, a while ago. It was a 3-2 win over Bristol. Um, and that was relatively unconvincing. That's mm, well. yeah. So it's, there are there's there's there is a little bit of cause for concern. Um, but yeah, looking looking at the QPR Stoke game, which uh, we are recording as you mentioned before kickoff, this kicks off in about half an hour. The lineups are probably out by now. They are out. Um, you, yeah, I mean, I'm more than happy to read them out if that's useful. But um, um, I don't think uh, no. We but don't but the most out. important thing I think for the context of this conversation is that yeah, you know, QPR have won four of their last five games, unbeaten in seven. Um, whereas Stoke have lost their last two. Um, so QPR would fancy it. If they get the win, onto 38 points, five points behind Bournemouth in second. Uh, and it's starting, it, this is what I'm talking about. This is what I'm talking about. The, there's there's this, the few, there's a chasing pack for the playoffs, but there's also those teams in the playoffs that might think to themselves, Fulham and Bournemouth are starting to drop points here and there. If we can just go on a bit of a run over the next few weeks, maybe into Christmas, we could close that gap and maybe, maybe, sneak in there so i'm excited man i can i, I think there's going to be more twists and turns <laughs> i don't know joe's looking rather puzzled we're going to move on anyway <laughs> i just i just can't see either of them dropping dropping enough points to come on to get them. somebody chase them somebody get them for god's sake you've got to die to get three points that's, that's <laughs> exactly. what I thought of when you said that <laughs> come on i want to beat plymouth so much lads <laughs> Obviously, we're, we're doing the PG version of our yes. 
of the of the of the great Neil Warnock. Please yes. get him a job soon back in the championship. <laughs> I just oh I, I want that so badly. Just he like he wants to beat Plymouth. He keeps saying that he's he's done, like ah, I'm done now. And then he just turns back up. He pops I'm up. I'm telling you right now, if someone if someone gave him a call, I'm telling you right now, if like Peterborough gave him a call and said, Listen, we need you to get us out of this relegation threat, mm. he would be in the dugout ASAP. Yep. I think the moment that the phone started ringing, he'd be in his car, wouldn't he? I'm oh, on yeah. my way. I'm there now. You're on the car phone. Just speak up. <laughs> right. Moving I on. I've a guy that drives a Mini as well. Oh, God. Neil Warnock drives a Mini? No, like an old school Mini. Oh. <laughs> not like a new one. Not one of them. Like an old school. No, that would like, be brilliant. Like a Mr. Bean Mini. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> Either that or like a Ford S Max, like one of them big ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're we're getting heavily uh, heavily diverted. Let's uh, let's move down the table ever so slightly. Yeah. Uh, and talk about what was probably the game of the weekend uh, in South Wales, as Cardiff lost uh, lost two goals to three to Sheffield United. The play two, two, two of Warnock's old clubs. So there's are a link two Warnock's there. old clubs. There's the link. Oh, there you go. It was subconscious. We're it so was good. subconscious. Cut me in our bleed links. Oh, well, I mean, do you remember, there was an episode, I think one of the first episodes where every game we had to have some kind of link between it. And I, I, I was really, much. I was really grinding your it's gear. It's too much trying to do it everywhere. It's too much. Can't be done. It can't this be done. This team plays in red. So does this team. Yeah, that's what it was. It was so does this team. And this team plays in the same city as this team. Anyway, there we go. Um, so Sheffield United uh, were behind on the hour mark as Mark Harris put uh, put Cardiff City ahead. Sean Morrison, the centre-back, uh, got himself sent off. Normally the major goal threat for uh, the Robin. Not the Robins. What are they? The Bluebirds? Like Bluebirds, yeah. The Bluebirds. Um some kind of bird. Um, <laughs> some sort of winged beast. <laughs> some sort of uh, aeronautical <laughs> living creature. Um, yeah, they, they, he got, uh, Sean Morrison got sent off uh, and it left Cardiff obviously down to 10 men because that's how it works. Yep. Uh, in the 61st minute, Morgan Gibbs White on loan from Wolverhampton. Wondering. He's been really good for Sheffield United. He has been, honestly, he is really important to them. He is. He's hugely important. Actually, when he came in, I do seem to remember us saying that he was, uh, if they were gonna, if they were gonna press on and and get themselves in the mix for a playoff place, which they seem to have kind of done. Yep. They do. The blades certainly seem to be sharpening their knives. If you ah. will. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I like um, it. Uh, and talking of uh, talking of cutting edges, Billy Sharp with uh, with the goal that gave Sheffield United the lead, and then very very quickly afterwards. David McGoldrick. Uh, so the classic Sheffield United players are finally scoring goals for them. Um, and then in the last minute of the game, a different centre-back, which I know that you love, Mark <laughs> McGuinness, yes. uh, got a consolation goal for Cardiff to round off what was a very exciting game. Yeah, yeah. They have, they have to average it. Every game, they have to score. At least one centre-back has to get a goal for Cardiff. It's, 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 it's one of the laws of physics. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so Mark rather boringly named Cardiff City Stadium were, had some atmosphere, I'm told. Um, I wasn't there and I didn't watch the game, but uh, I'm told that it was uh, edge of your seats football for a lot of the game. Mm. So, um, I mean, I just wanted to talk about the game in itself. There's not that much really to talk about after that. Of course, Cardiff City with that loss, it does, uh, it does... Put, I think so. Reading go above them with yeah. their draw, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about in a minute. And uh, Hull City also pull away from them as well. So they drop down to the danger zone, if you will. Peter, <laughs> highway to the danger zone. I don't know if we can, I don't know how much we can sing of songs before we get like, yeah, before we get like, copyright, we get copyright uh, problems. But um, no, you, you're right to highlight that. Only five points of a Peterborough, which is four, a concern. Four points. Oh, no, it's five. Sorry, it is five. Eight um, losses in their last nine at home for Cardiff. It's, oh dear, it's not looking great. It's not looking great at all, you know, because, you know, Cardiff, two bad, two bad losses for Cardiff and Peterborough have a little run. You know, suddenly, mm. suddenly they're right there. Happened, um, as for Bar- Barnsley, got a draw this weekend. Um, 
To who? Who did they get drawn to? They drew to Huddersfield. That's not a bad point, actually. No, uh, it's not. But, it's not. You know, but you're starting to think that they're going to need wins, aren't they? It's getting to that do. point for the Fabazi on, on 13 points. You now, do. eight points from safety. That's a big, big, a big gap. Um, and you start to just wonder if, <laughs> uh, um, obviously, Derby are, are dead and buried. Um, we can talk about them shortly. But yeah. Um, yeah, I was, I was going to say, Dar- some wins. very quickly as well, Derby lost 1-0 to, uh, to Bristol City, who are level on points with the mighty Birmingham City. <laughs> um, they wish they could. They wish they could be like Birmingham City, but they can't be because no. We're, we're the proper BCFC, aren't we? We are. We're, well, we're BCFC on Instagram and Twitter. We've got yeah, it exactly. So, so screw you, Bristol. <laughs> <laughs> we start to anger. So we, we've got Coventry fans that probably don't like us now. We start to anger the Bristol City fans. I'm gonna. My aim is to at some point anger every single. Who, yeah. Who should we antagonise next? Yeah. Um. How about we antagonise Reading? Let's go yes. to the Reading game. Yeah. I'm actually not going to... I actually quite like Reading. I, well, we hate them. Snazzy kit. They've got a snazzy kit this They've season. They've got a snazzy kit. Um, and also, Alan Halilovic got a yellow card and then got brought off. So, you know, good day. That's um, always good. They've got plenty of ex-Blues players in there. In, They're in obsessed the with us. They're obsessed uh, with us, Reading. Halilovic being one. Scott Dan being another one who's... Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I really like Scott Dan. I'd take him back. I'd take Mate, him back. There were rumours he was coming. He was there were rumours he was coming to Birmingham, but obviously Reading have offered him more money. Say, well, same with Lilovich. I suppose. That's just where it goes, isn't it? It's a the business. Fan, the fans can't see what I'm doing right now, but um, yeah, that's all I have to say on <laughs> swearing. Reading on Reading offering more money than us. Um, <laughs> Tanny Drinkwater and Andy Carroll is just it's such a mean team. It's outrageous. And John Swift as well. He's bloody brilliant, John Swift. He is, is, he's, he's too good for Reading. He should be he should it's go outrageous. to blues. Yeah. Oh mate. <laughs> there you go. There's the uh, there's the slander that we're gonna get the Reading hate for. <laughs> it's all in good jest, fans. It all, is it all is. the fans, other than Co- uh, Coventry. Like, but we should we should mention just in the in the context of the Reading whole game, the one-one draw there. Um, it moves Reading above Cardiff, um, yes. same amount of points, but they're into 20th. Hull are up, up to 19th, uh, although I think they stay in 19th. But it means that both of those teams have picked up a point to get further away from Peterborough. That's uh, true. Reading. I just think that both teams will look at that, you know, through the whole season and will and will say to themselves, that's a game we should have won. If things do go wrong, that's a game they'll look back at and think, we should have gotten a point out. We should have gotten three points out of that game rather than a point. Yeah. Um, Peterborough... Didn't help themselves this weekend with a loss to Nottingham Forest, a 2-0 loss to Nottingham yeah, Forest. Late on, it was sort of late goals. I got there. It was two late 17... goals in Forest. They've, they've got a bit of a habit of doing that, don't they? They have, they have. Uh, and uh, at the City ground, a 72nd minute goal from James James Garner. Is that That's right? Him. That's and the then Ryan one. Yates uh, with the goal that sealed the points. Uh, one game, two goals and three points for Nottingham Forest. Um, so the Peterborough worryingly haven't scored in five games. Uh, well, they've got two more games to go before, but they get any sympathy from Birmingham fans. That's for sure. <laughs> um, let's take a let's take a trip back up to the top of the table. Yeah, uh, I want to talk about our favourite player in uh, our favourite our, our most favourite <laughs> non-Blues player as Ben Brereton Diaz fires yes. the only goal of the game to. To, to absolutely cannon uh, Blackburn up to fourth in the table. If they don't get promoted, he's got to go. He's got to go to a Premier League. He's got to go to a top half Premier League team. He he should be like I'm thinking of the teams. Right, obviously, I'm going to think of Tottenham, who are playing right now, right? And Tottenham Hotspur. They what one thing that Conte wants? He wants another attacker to play on the on the right of that front three, right? He wants an attacker to play as an inverted forward like Hung Min Son does on the left mm-hmm. behind Harry Kane. Why would he not want Brereton Diaz? Serious. I know it's a championship, right? Yeah. Which obviously, there's, obviously there has to be a level of... Uh, a, le- a level of caution, but he does it for Chile and he does it in every game against all the t- against every team, it seems like. So, I mean, why not? Why? Well, that's his seventeenth goal for the season. Um, you know, he's only four behind Mitrovic, and, and I mean, we, we, everyone's been talking about the crazy start that Mitrovic has had to the season. But Brendan Diaz is on seventeen goals. I mean, that's quite that's quite something as well. That that can't that should not be good. 
there's no doubt in my mind that Brighton Diaz is good enough to play in the Premier League and to play at the top, the top of that that league. Without a doubt, without a doubt. It's um, and I know he's now he's got his Chilean uh, Pep Guardiola might like the look of him. Oh, he's a bit of a Chilean <laughs> inverted forward or something. Oh, he's got a bit more flair about him now that he's Chilean because be, he was just English. He's just not as interesting. He'll be replacing Raheem Sterling on the wing now. <laughs> oh God, yeah, could definitely do a job there. I think, um, I think he's just as good. It's a fantastic point for um, three points. Sorry for Blackburn Rovers it, um, it to is. keep. You know, it's one of those one of those sort of tight one nils where you, that little bit of quality gets you over the line and, and getting those wins. It's a sign of a good team, you know, those sort of scrappy games where it hangs in the balance. Absolutely. Um, and just uh, just to round the section off, uh, we're going to talk Middlesbrough versus Swansea very quickly. Well, uh, can, we just, can we just quickly say Blackpool Luton, 3 uh, 0 to Luton? Uh, Luton continue to be the most inconsistent team in the most inconsistent of leagues. That's very unpredictable. Um, a 3 0 convincing win at Blackpool. Blackpool starting to have a bit of a downturn now, slipping down the table. Blackpool are down to 15th. Um, but what I will say is Luton deserve the win for their amazing away kit. It is delightful. Probably my favourite kit in the championship. You I are obsessed. Argue. You are obsessed. It's nice, man. It's nice. Uh, Not my favourite kit. My favourite kit is the Nottingham Forest away kit. Oh, the, the sort of the fluorescent one the fluorescent, that's like yellow, yellow and orange or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah that, that's pretty good to be fair. That's got to be up there. I quite like um, that. The Luton Town one is like, it's got like a black base, but then there's like blue... And orange stripes, like a dark blue and like a nice vibrant. It's it's really, it's really nice kit that. Um, and that they deserve that they deserve it points was. for that alone. Far better than our disgusting third kit that looks like a a child has scribbled all over a, a, a some sort of fabric and then they just printed it. Um, it, looks anyway, like child, no, it looks like a child has drawn it on a piece of paper, accidentally thrown up from eating too much candy, <laughs> and then and then uh, like as the as the person who was meant to go clean that up accidentally mistook it for his attempt and was like, oh, that might sell that. Yeah, that looks all right, actually. <laughs> you know what, Wagwan? If we said Wagwan then, I was... Wagwan? I was very, I was very <laughs> concerned. No. Uh, yeah, Luton Town and Nottingham Forest, by the way, their, their, um, their, their record this season, wins, draws, losses, is very, very satisfying. Uh, mm. Both of them played 21 games. With seven wins, seven draws, and seven losses. I love that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm a big fan. That is very, very pleasing. Um, anyway, just very quickly then, Middlesbrough, Swansea, uh, one nil Middlesbrough, early goal. Swansea had pressure but couldn't break through a very rigid Middlesbrough side, who, while well, I hate to say it, have looked pretty. They've looked actually pretty good since Neil Warnock uh, was given the boot. Um, yeah, I don't think he was. I think it was mutual consent. No one, no one has the balls to go up and fire Neil Warnock. He has to. There has to be a bit of him that wants to leave. <laughs> you don't fire me. I fire you. You can't fire me. I'm firing all the players. Uh, you, you leaving the club? I'm buying the club, mate. You know how much money I've made from all these memes going around, mate. No, I think um, it's Swansea are another team that frustrate me because they've shown signs at times of being like a proper. I don't. I don't really like they, they could climb up the table, but then they've dropped off again. Now it's two losses. Does on the strike trial. me as a team that like that are arrogant because they feel like they they should be really good, but they're just not very good. Often, well, enough. there was this ridiculous stat going around, wasn't there, the other day? What was it that that Swansea have completed more passes in their last couple of games, or or maybe even in one game than Birmingham had all season? It was a ridiculous. I don't even. They were they were, they were one point ahead of us in the table. They still are one point ahead of us in the table. At the end of the day. That's their philosophy to play that way, get the ball on the deck and pass it sideways a lot. What is the Blues philosophy? Any idea? The Blues philosophy is just to bloody thump it up, up, up the other end of the pitch and hope that someone's there to flick it on and we can try and have a pop. <laughs> There's not much else to it. I think our philosophy is trying to bring through youngsters at the moment because bloody well, we hell, we're to. doing We've it. We've had our hand forced, haven't we? <laughs> we have absolutely. We have, George Hall got himself. We'll, He's we'll supposed to be him. quite highly rated. Heard heard a bit about him. He's quite well thought of, George. I, I actually already follow him on Instagram before he got there because oh. at one point he was mentioned on the Blues Instagram. Wow. Well, there we go. No, right? What a, I mean, imagine getting meant. Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. Well, I, I just wanted to quickly say though this 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 silly thing that comes up about this obsession with total football and and possession and stuff. The Championship is such a bloody difficult league. You need to have more to your bow than you can't just pass your way up, up this league. Fulham and Bournemouth have done it a few times this season. They yeah, they can play nice stuff and knock it about a bit. But you see the amount of shots that Fulham have. There's a reason I think, they're I think, I'm not gonna lie, I think that was the that was what 
was uh, troubling West Brom at the start of the season. And that's, they're, they're, that's, they haven't got enough in their bow. They're trying to, yeah. they're trying to just play nice football. Yeah. But they haven't got anything else in there. But well, you saw we saw it when we went to the Swansea game, Blues versus Swansea. We beat them two one. They fought about with the ball at times in the game. They're not passing it about, passing it, passing it. The end, when they scored, it was a big diagonal that Michael Oberfemi got on the end of, and he put it in. It's sometimes in this league you, there needs to be more pragmatism. It isn't about pretty football. It's nice to have a blueprint, and it's nice to play proper footy. Of course, it is. It's it's nicer to watch, but. Also, at times it can be boring, but you need you need to have more cutting edge, and you need to have a bit more about you. Some teams like us can't afford to to change our philosophy. Now we haven't got the money to overhaul the squad and to bring in all these new a new philosophy and a new way of doing everything at all different age levels. So we play the way that makes us the most effective and uses the weapons we have. Um, and yeah, they're only one point ahead of a Swansea. I mean, they don't look to me like they can push on and get a playoff place. That might change, of course. It's a tight league, but. You know, they're, they're, I think, as you said, anyone, I think anyone from sort of ooh, Luton or Nottingham Forest down, anyone from 12th, 13th downwards, I don't think is, is going to really be able to push on now. I, I think I think we're starting to see teams that are up for it and teams that are just going to be settling into mid-table. Um, and I put I put them in, in that latter category. So you can keep the ball as much as you want, Swansea fans. Doesn't bother me. You're going to be stuck in the championship with us anyway. Uh, and when you get a bit more cutting edge, maybe then you can push on a bit and actually win some games and climb up the table. Rant over. Well, rant over. And with that, I think section over. Uh, we'll move on to the blue section, which will be uh, shorter than usual. We've got some off the field things to cover as mm. well as on the field. Uh, but yeah, we'll put that jingle in now. Yeah, we'll put the jingle in now. We'll be back very shortly with the blue section. Okay, then let's get straight into it. We need to talk about the Birmingham game. Um, and of course, there are some other things to discuss as well in this section. We have to. We have to talk about it. But no, we, we do need to talk about the actual football, which is which is a shame, um, as Blues were beaten 3-1 by Millwall. The first time that Millwall have scored three goals in a game since they beat Cambridge in the Carabao Cup in August. Um, so that's that's interesting. Um, <laughs> look, Mill, Millwall were good. I, I watched most of the game. Millwall were, were good and, and good value for, for their win. Um, but it, it was just the way that we conceded, the, the two goals in the first half that we conceded, both poor defending from set pieces, just switching off, not tracking runners. Um, it just, it's really basic stuff, really. Just just marking your man and running with him. Um, Millwall looked to me like, you know, a Rowett, a Gary Rowett side, well drilled, well organized, but but yeah, they've got a bit of bite about them when they can they can go up the gears very quickly and, and the turnover in possession. Um yeah, they 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 look really, really good. Um we need to discuss really the one change that was made to the side, and that was uh, Neil Etheridge uh, coming in for Sarkic, um, which a lot of people were confused by. The the blues blues tweeted out when the when the lineup went out that Sarkic is injured. Um, I don't actually know what the extent of the injury is. I hope he's going to be back for the Cardiff game. Um, because... I hope he's going to be back for the Cardiff no, look, game. Look, I thought Everidge put in an okay performance, but I think we've gotten so used. We've seen how far Sarkic has come over the last few months. We, we're we sort of accustomed to to his level now, aren't we? And, and it's it's big but shoes it, for him. I'm, I'm actually, I'm really glad you brought this up. So one thing that, that I've, so I was talking with my my manager of my Saturday league team, the mm. other day, right? And the reason why I play for his team and not a team lower down is because the keeper got injured. Right. Right. So I got bumped up to a team that I shouldn't have been in. Mm. And he, he said that he, he only took me in because he was fully intending to use me for a little bit. And as soon as he could get rid of me, he could, he would do it. Mm-hmm. He pulled me aside and he said he was really pleasant, pleasantly surprised with the way I played because I was confident with my feet and he, and he really didn't want to lose me as well. But he had to, he was caught in such a dilemma. Mm. And the reason I bring this up is when you play. So I think, I don't think Sarkic, when he came in, um, would have been, 
I don't think I don't think when he came into the club he would have been expecting to be the starting keeper. Mm. But um, he certainly stamped himself in. He got lucky with the Etheridge COVID thing because he really had COVID really badly. Yeah, and then that gave him the start. He he took his chance and he stayed in there. And his game has every single time he's raised his game whenever we've needed it. And yes, he's conceded goals, but he's also kept the most clean sheets out of. Travers, I think it's Travers in goal for Bournemouth. Yeah. yeah. Um, So I just think, I think Etheridge is in a really difficult position where there's nothing he can really do personally. He's almost got to wait for, if this is an injury that will keep Sarkic out for a little bit, this is a huge, you know, time frame for Etheridge, whether it's two games or whether it's eight games or however many, whether it's the whole Christmas period, who knows? If Etheridge doesn't perform, he'll be straight back out of the team when Sarkic is back. Yeah. Whereas if he does, you know, we might not see Sarkic back in the net in the league for, you know, until Etheridge gets injured again, you know? Well, that that's it. And um, it, you're absolutely right. It's a huge opportunity for Etheridge. And what I will say is I thought his, his goalkeeping, his, his shot stopping was was decent yesterday. But one thing that, that is, is really obvious is that he, he doesn't kick anywhere near as well as Sarkic. Sarkic's distribution um, is much, much better. And it's it's been a long sort of term um, criticism of Neil Etheridge's game that his kicking just isn't great. Um, but as pure shot stopping, he's, he's as best as any, he's as good as any in the league. But it's about that all-round game now. Distribution is so important in the modern game when, you know, you're getting chased down and you need to absorb pressure. Um yeah, my my only hope is that Sarkic's injury was from him signing his contract with us or something. Like he's somehow <laughs> pulled his wrist. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> he's somehow like pulled a muscle somewhere while he was picking up a pen. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's a, that's a matter of concern though, and something to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, as I say, um, just to mention the goal scorers um, from the game, Millwall. It was uh, Wallace, Bradshaw, and Evans that scored for for them those that lot. Uh, and it was Deeney that scored for us. And actually, I would argue that it was the only real moment of quality that we saw from Blues um, was the interchange for Hogan um, between Hogan and Deeney, with um, Deeney flicking it into the path of Hogan, who then sort of himself flicked the ball into the path of Deeney, who then thumped the ball past the goalkeeper. Great finish. Um, that partnership, I still hold this belief that there's something between those two. They could just we could just get them going and get a bit of confidence. They they look good to me. Dini, we know he's less mobile than Hogan, but but has got the finishing ability and and, and the the strength to hold centre backs um, and to to bring Hogan into the game. There's the partnership there. There is there is something there. They've got the raw materials to really work nicely together. But it's 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 a difficult one when when you know we're in a team that is void of creativity. Really, I think we need uh, we need to bring in Shucks. We need to give him more minutes. For God's sake, this obsession with Shucks. Shucks is not the answer. He's not the answer <laughs> to your prayers. the answer. <laughs> if I'm at a pub quiz and I don't know the answer to a question, I just put Shucks. Shucks and Eke. Jesus. I, I I mean, I can't really get on board with that. But, um, yeah, a difficult one to take. But, um, of course, yesterday's game... I love him. Don't be mean. Yesterday's game, it's, it's difficult. You know, we got a good win over Blackpool. Um, it's just Blues being inconsistent again. We were caught, we were good against Blackpool. It was a scrappy, tough, physical game that, and we got it, we got it over the line and got a good three points. We weren't really in the game much here, um, apart from there are a few spells, but it, it again, I think this shows where we're at. We we're sixteenth in the table right now. Um, while I was watching the game yesterday, my wife asked me, "Where do you think Blues will finish this season?" And I said. 16th. I think that's probably about right because I think, you know, we're 10 points above the relegation zone still. Those three that are down there, I think are, they've got, they've got a tough job on. I think we'll be okay. um, But it will be a finish around that sort of part of the table. And and we really need to build on that and sort the squad out. We know the squad's threadbare. Jordan James has had to come in and has been very, very good. Um, But we are threadbare and we need additions in January to, just to plug a few gaps and to get us over the line and see if we can push on and get out of this sort of inconsistent mire that we're in, where there'll be one bad performance, then a good performance. Uh, there might be a good run and then it's always followed by a bad run. It's just to, just to, it's about not getting these stupid results like this. A good side that's finding it difficult at Millwall would, would try to would get a draw or would get something out of the game, you know, 
Um, it's about just finding that that consistency a little bit more and that stubbornness. Um, yeah. But more importantly, we should mention, obviously, the, the tragic story of uh, young Blue Nose, uh, Arthur, who was uh, killed by his parents. Uh, it's very sad, um, disturbing, very upsetting news. Um, and I, I thought it was important to mention it um, on today's show because there are a lot of tributes to Arthur up and down the country uh, in football yeah, grounds. No, it's important to say not not just from from Blues fans, but yeah. we also saw it at um, at Wolves against yeah. Liverpool uh, the other day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Aston Villa have said they're going to do a tribute as well. And yeah, yeah, I've uh, seen that. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure West Brom will probably do one at their next home game as well. And yeah, Man- Manchester so, United have done it today. Um, in their really? game against Christmas, yeah, 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 they tweeted about it yesterday, and they, they did that in the, the game that they're currently playing against Palace. So in the sixth minute, because Arthur was only six uh, years of age mm-hmm. uh, when he passed away. Uh, uh, today, just before we start recording, uh, Birmingham City laid a laid a shirt behind one of the goals at at St Andrews with the. Uh, with a shirt on the back, which sick, which said obviously Arthur yeah. number six on the back, mm-hmm. and laid that mm-hmm. behind the goal. And uh, well, I, I wanted to obviously it's it's really really disturbing news, and and it's it's horrible if you're into football or not. It's it, that's regard that's not really relevant. But to see the football family come together in the way that it has, uh, football fans get a lot of stick. <laughs> are often all tarred with the same brush. Um, <laughs> but to see the football family come together like this um, and and show pay their respects in unity um, for, for a young lad that very tragically lost his life in very sad circumstances, I think is, is heartening um, and worth mentioning. Um, and yeah, fair play to the players uh, in Millwall uh, and in, for Birmingham yesterday. The, uh, the ball went out of play and they all just sort of waited um, during the sixth minute, applauding and clapping along with the fans. And yeah, uh, the fans as well, the Mill, I think, the Millwall fans as well were yeah. spectacular in the sixth minute as well. There was, you know, Millwall have a have a bad reputation with their fans, mm. but there, I think we saw we saw a lovely side of them. Yeah, uh, which kind of you know, I've seen a lot of people who were at the game in the Blues in the Blues end at the game, who were saying that the the performance and the result is insignificant compared yeah. to everything else going yeah, that's on. That's right. Yeah, uh, and uh, we couldn't agree more. So, um, you know. Football, football is one thing, but this is this is this this is horrible. It's absolutely horrible, and, and you know we're not going to go into the details. They're out there no. for to read, and uh, you know hopefully this is the kind of thing that that really does come along. You know, once in a blue moon. Mm. So hopefully we won't see it again for. Yeah, yeah, and we, we know that. Yeah, that absolutely. Raising awareness of this sort of thing is really important to make sure it, it doesn't happen again. Um, and I know that Birmingham they've announced they'll be doing some things with the Cardiff game, which is coming up, and we'll preview that very shortly. Um, and we we hope, and this is speculation, we hope that the club does more. We've you know, there's the fan forums that have got lots of interesting ideas. Things like renaming a stand after our yeah, the, the 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 family stand is a, apparently mm. there's a. There's a, there's been a whole email campaign to the club, and uh, there's been votes and polls on social medias, uh, all about renaming the family stand uh, to Arthur's stand, um, yeah. which I think would be a lovely touch mm. for sure. Mm. And mm. Um, I think because other than that, you know, the, the the club, you know, there's not there's not too much more the club can do in terms of paying tribute, and I think that would be the highest of honours for for such a, a, a tragic young life taken from us. Definitely, um, definitely. Well but said. Let's let's try and get the energy back up now. Yes, I think um, we should do <laughs> stars and stinkers, which stars will be. Stinkers. It feels like when we the, the problem we have with this section of the show is complete tonal shifting. The problem we have in in this part of the show is if we play really well, I always struggle to pick out a stinker. If we play poorly, like we did yesterday, I, I can't really. I, it's difficult to pick out a star. You, so it's, you say you say that, but you're saying that just for the microphone, I think, because you actually have picked out a star. I have. I have. So say your star. Uh, I'm going to go for Riley McGree. I think he's the only player we've got at the club that I've seen recently that is really comfortable on the ball. Like even Jeremy Belly yesterday gave the ball away a few times. I, I think McGree is, is so important in that middle area of the pitch. He's my star and we have to do everything we can to somehow find a clause in a contract, find some <laughs> small print somewhere that means we can get hold of him permanently. Well, because it's, it's, we it's, need interesting him. That you, it's interesting that you bring that up. Uh, so all the reports in the last week, obviously because a rare week off at this point in the season, no midweek games for, uh, for the Champo, for the Champo teams. Um, 
the the reports coming out are that Riley McGree is happy and wants to stay until at least the end of the season, potentially even find a way to make it a permanent deal. Um, I don't know why he's happy. But, um... <laughs> he must love Bolty. He just loves Curry, the Birmingham Bolty. He can't help himself. Uh, yeah, that's exactly it. Um, and uh, also that apparently the Blues board are trying to find a way to make it happen. So while we both think that it's unlikely, it's unlikely is there's still a chance. So hopefully we'll be seeing Riley McGree at Blues until at least the end of the season. I hope so. My star, you know what I'm going to say? Don't. Why not? Don't. You, you, were, you were joking, weren't you, when you, off air, you were joking. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I, yeah, I was joking. I mean, I'm just going to play it really easy and just say Troy Deeney. He got the goal um, and it's Troy Deeney. Nothing else to say, really. Uh, stinkers. We're only going to do one stinker each, otherwise we'd be here for a while. <laughs> Um, so I do you know what I off air I told you who I was going to say, but I've actually changed my mind since then. Okay. Um, but I want you to go first because I always nick yours, and I don't want to. Uh, I'm okay. My stinker is um, Sonic because I felt as if he he couldn't he, he didn't have didn't give as much of a foothold in in the middle of the park, and I think when we have Jordan James who looks like he wants to play a bit more box to box and get a bit more involved going forward, and then you also have. McGree, who we know is more of an attacking midfielder. That leaves Sunyuk very isolated on his own in the middle. And the way that Millwall set up meant that he was at times outnumbered. Um, so it's not not really his own fault, really. But it just, there, were moment, there was a moment when we were exerting some pressure towards the end of the second half and he tried to do a simple diag and it just he just got it all wrong. And it, and it I, I just sometimes with Sunyuk, the, the very basic stuff, he, he really needs a, a, a passing, like Ryan Woods next to him because... He, he can't pass and, and make those incisive passes the same way that, that a more complete midfielder can. He Sunich is there as the destroyer. He's there to smash someone, get the ball back, and then give the ball to someone that can make the pass. When he's on his own in there, and you know Jordan James and McGree have, have pushed on a little bit into more of it, it just doesn't work. Um, so I, I felt like Sunich was exposed quite a lot yesterday. Um, so he has to be my stinker, unfortunately. Nothing wrong with that. I... Uh... I do agree that he was probably the standout for Stinker. Mm. Um, off air, I said Neil Etheridge because I, mm. I wasn't going to give him any leeway. But uh, during this recording, I've been reading a couple of match reports and um, it feels really harsh. But I'm going to give it to Dion Sanderson for me. He, I think this yeah. is the game where he looked the most uncomfortable he's ever looked in a I think that's shirt. a really good shout, actually. Yeah. Um, by, all, by all accounts. And um, he just didn't look the Dion Sanderson that we have gotten used to seeing. Benikafobi was really clever with him. He, I love Benikafobi. He, he honestly, he's a clever little forward. And, and Dion Sanderson, yeah, he kept persistent fouls. He just could, he couldn't get hold of him. Um, very clever. Actually, I love Benikafobi because I, I, he's just another meme player for me. He's just like Stoke City fans will obviously have good memories of him. Uh, he is just such a meme and I, I, I'm a big fan of that um, anyway that's the Millwall game covered and completed uh, we'll talk very briefly about the Cardiff game, Cardiff of course they're below us mm-hmm. uh, we are at home so certainly you'd expect that we'd have the advantage going into the game um, and in terms of form I think you know of course obviously we've just lost to Millwall, they've just lost uh, who did they lose to this weekend? Cardiff. They just it. lost to Sheffield United in a five-goal. Yeah, so they've lost to Sheffield United. They've also got a suspension to a uh, to to one of their major centre-backs. Oh, yeah. yeah. So that yeah. could certainly play into our hands, maybe a little bit. Um, I don't know. I'm, it's a fishing expedition now. Um, I think... Should we just do score predictions? Let's not talk too much about the games. It's been a long episode. Yeah. Um, what do you think? I think I'm going to go for a Blues win. Yeah, I'm tempted by a Blues win as well, actually. Um, I'm going to go 2-0 th- Blues. Ooh, I, I think it'll be similarly cagey to the Blackpool game. I've, I think it'll be weirdly, the weird sort of same physical thing where both the teams sort of cancel each other out and it comes down to a set piece or one one cross uh, that just falls to in the right place, falls to someone fortuitously. I'm going to go 1-0 Birmingham. And Sarkic will be back and get another clean sheet. Yes. I hope Sarkic is back. 
I really do hope Sarkic is back. Nothing against Ethers, but mm. Sarkic is just better. And yep. the the problem as a goalkeeper is there's only one of you. There is that's, only that's one true. of you that's on true. the pitch. So it's really uh, it's really difficult. Anyway, uh, so that do we have anything else to to talk about? No, I mean, all, all we can mention is that uh, obviously follow us on socials if you'd like at Royal Blue Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at uh, royalbluepodcast at gmail.com. Is it dot com? It is dot com. We're international, baby. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, we, we'll record after the Cardiff game. Um, there's no midweeker, um, so we can all take a breather after that poor performance. And hopefully, Bo, you can give a few players a kick up the arse and get them sorted um, because the Cardiff game is quite good. It'd be good. It's a big game. It'd be good to get three points there and, and start to pull away from that pack. Um, but yeah, for, that's all from me. It'd be good to pull away from that Marlon pack. It's <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, that's everything from me as well. So thank you for listening. Uh, I hope you enjoy it, please. I don't know if there's a way to like and uh share it with your mates or yeah man do it uh, just leave a review send the link uh, around yeah. only positive reviews i don't care about the neg- i do care about the negative ones leave we will we'll read review. them and we'll take them to heart we'll improve we'll try and improve i'll take them all to heart and i'll get very upset and have have sleepless nights worrying about someone that's hey your podcast is rubbish <laughs> <laughs> little trolls on the internet oh look at me i can't go, go on trolls go on trolls i'll drink up your tears that's fine <laughs> Um, you don't have to listen. Go away. Just, <laughs> there aren't any trolls yet. I don't know why I'm arguing against an invisible. You don't, you don't have any trolls. Fabricated trolls. We're nowhere near big enough for trolls yet. No, we're not. We're not. You're right. We're not. But um, anyway, so I think we should end it the way we always end it, right? Keep right on. Keep right on. 